You're listening to Travel Talk Weekly with Rob and Carrie Stewart, travel experts, authors, and TV hosts. Join them every Tuesday as they take you to amazing destinations all over the globe. Whether it's cruising the seven seas, exploring Europe, or being pampered at an all-inclusive resort, Travel Talk Weekly is your passport to the world. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Travel Talk Weekly. This is show number 58, original air date, November 17th, 2020. It's kind of crazy that Thanksgiving is next week already, although it does seem like 2020 has been going on for about a decade. I know, right? Where it's like, I'm so ready for it to be done. But at the same time, this last couple months have been moving too fast for me. And I'm, I'm like ready to get kind of past the holidays. I'm excited for Thanksgiving because we get to hang out with your friend Jen and her family. And right after that, we're headed to Club Med for a, a nice little quick vacation after Thanksgiving. But it's surreal how, how fast and how slow this year has been moving. I know. It's been so weird. So I'm curious to find out what your travel plans are for Thanksgiving. Or are you even traveling? Or are you staying hunkered down in your city? I do know a lot of places have started teasing they're going to go back on lockdown. One thing we do know about this holiday season for Thanksgiving is that air travel is going to be way down. We had a last minute family thing we had to attend to last week, so we flew. And it made me think of this next part as a topic, what to know if you are flying in the near future. And I'll say that's really not defined as a time frame because it could be the next few months or even farther into 2021. Flying in and out of Tampa is always the best experience for us. And we've said it before, we'll say it again, Tampa International Airport is our favorite airport hands down, especially if you're not checking bags. Because from the time we get off the plane until the time we get into our car, it's less than five minutes. But even if you are checking bags when visiting the area, you're going to get them faster here than anywhere else we've been. I mean, we've flown so many times that this is tested information. Yeah, on this last flight, we walked off the plane and straight to the car. Probably wasn't even five minutes. I know, probably not. Because the airport system there itself, it's a kind of a hub and spoke system, and it is so efficient. It took much longer for us to get off the plane because we were sitting in the back than it did to get from the plane to our car. I know, that's kind of funny. (laughs) On our way back this past week, we were flying back from Norfolk, Virginia, and it was a Friday afternoon. Our flight was at seven, but there was an earlier flight about an hour earlier. And I want to thank Delta for letting us make that change. Yeah, so originally at the, because we were flying out 7 p.m. And we went to the gate and said, hey, there's this earlier flight. Can you just move us? And we had booked basic economy because we needed to have cheap tickets for this. And she said she couldn't do anything. However, you said, I'm going to call Delta and see if they will do anything. And you did that from the airport. And on the phone, they went ahead and, and changed it for us. So there's a little pro tip there. If you ever need help and you're not getting it at the counter, go ahead and call. Which is kind of strange because normally you would think that's the opposite. I'm at the airport. They'll help me here. Um, and this girl, I mean, she wasn't being impolite. She's like, there's really nothing I can. Yeah, she was locked down for making any change. And it wasn't her fault. I mean, she just you know couldn't make it happen. So I got on the phone. They made the change and we walked right over to the gate. And there was a reason we wanted to get out of the yeah, Norfolk area. we wanted era to get out of that airport like, as quick as possible. As quick as possible. It wasn't so much getting home earlier because this wasn't going to affect our connecting flight that we had in Atlanta. There was not one restaurant, one bar, or anything, not only in the B gate at Norfolk Airport, but in the A gate and the C gate, the entire airport, everything was closed. Well, there and again, we're talking Friday afternoon, about four thirty in the afternoon. Yeah. Now the A gate did have something that was open, but they closed at but five. But they closed at five. I mean, and we didn't even have to go back through security. But I'm not going to walk all the way over to the A gate 
And I'm glad you checked because I would have been very disappointed. I know. We walked all the way over. Oh, sorry, we're closed. At five o'clock, really? Yeah. All they had is they had like a coffee. What is this, the senior senior (laughs) restaurant? But all they had was like a coffee place, one. And then they had one of those like grab and go things that those are never really that great. And we really, we just wanted to relax for a little bit and, you know, just enjoy some food, have a drink and then get on our flight. That was kind of the plan. And that one shocked me because I actually talked to a few of the workers in, in one of the, you know, a couple of different shops there, and they said nothing was open. They said there just is not enough foot traffic for any of the sit-down locations to be open. And even the place that had magazines and soda and candy and stuff like that, they started closing their doors like maybe by 5.30. Yeah, it was. It was 5.30. There was just no people there because there were so few flights. Yeah, I do have to say that the B-gate areas were deserted. And I was shocked because I was like, something has to be open. And yeah, that would be there. It just wasn't. I know we walked by the first place. I'm like, oh, well, you know, there's got to be another one that's open. That was not the case. Again, thankfully, Delta moved us to the earlier flight. And in Atlanta, pretty much everything was open. And that's a big difference. Are you at a major hub? Or are you at a smaller feeder airport? So Atlanta, Tampa, those are both hubs. So our first stop in Atlanta was at Sam Adams. And the service was really bad. So we just had a drink and left there and went over to the Blue Moon Brew House, which was actually close to our gate. So that worked out better. But they had way better service and food. And they were like excited. Oh, we're so glad you're here. How can we help you? And we love that we ordered through their virtual menu from our phone. And we also paid that way as well. So this was pretty much like us. It was almost like it's similar to the mobile order system when you go to Disney where you just, you order your food, you pay for it. But, you know, we sat there at the bar, had a drink, had a sandwich. Pulled pork was really good. Yeah, the pulled pork was really good and the coleslaw. But, you know, the nice thing, though, was when you're in an airport and you're getting anxious to get on your flight, sometimes there's that little extra anxiety when it's just like, I need my check. Are they coming back? Are, are they going to take care of me? How long, and we're, again, we're sitting at the bar. How yeah. long is it going to take the process? So this was great because when we were leaving, all we did is we just got up and left because the bill was already paid through their mobile menu. Yeah, so I kind of like that. So next time you are at the Atlanta airport in Terminal B, go and look for the Blue Moon Brew House. They have a good menu and the service was unbelievable. But yeah, that made such a big difference to be able to go and get food and drink and sit down and relax. And now on to our main topic of the show. There has never been a time in my life when I think there are so many people that are either wanting to travel or they can't because there's too many hoops to jump through to make it happen. Disney has never been closed for more than a day or so, and yet Disneyland has been closed since March with a recent rumor that I really hope is not true that will put the opening somewhere around March. To me, that is insane, and in my opinion, I think it's borderline illegal. I think Disney should sue whoever they need to to get back open. You can't just tell the Disney cast members, okay, we're going to flatten the curve for a couple weeks. It might be a month, and okay, uh, yeah, it's going to be a year. That to me is ridiculous and irresponsible. And I think that if this, if the people making those policies had to face the same consequences of their actions that the cast members do at Disney and the other people that work, this thing would be over right now. I know, right? <laughs> if you said, okay, uh, the governor of California, uh, tell you what, as long as the theme parks are closed, you don't get a check either. Disneyland would be open by tonight. But all these politicians that are making these, I think, insane rules, they're still getting paid. It's the people like us that are taking a big hit. So I think the politicians should be held responsible for their decisions. And that's not political. That's just fairness. You're going to tell me I can't open, but you still get paid. 
no, not going to happen. Well, and that's not just the theme parks, but it's all of the other businesses that have been instructed that they have to stay closed. Yeah, and, the hotels, the restaurants, yeah. the bars, the beauty salons, the barbershop. And never in history has cruising been closed down like this. I mean, the entire industry. I mean, there are some cruises that are happening over in Europe. It's This is just insane. And that doesn't matter for us because we can't go to Europe. I know, right? <laughs> so we thought this week would be fun to talk about some places that are on our dream trip list. So let's get back to something fun and positive. And we like the dream trip list a little better than what a lot of people call the bucket list. That to me has such a negative, kind of a depressing connotation. It does because it's, it's become like the unofficial phrase for what we would call once in a lifetime trips. Yeah, you've got the the movie, The Bucket List. You've got The Bucket List Family. And on Instagram, there's Bucket List Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and the whole idea, obviously, is you know, do these trips before you kick the bucket. And to me, that's a little morbid. I know, So right? how about, <laughs> even if it's going to be a once-in-a-lifetime trip, call it a dream trip. I like that a lot better. And we hope that you will be inspired to create your own dream trip list. So we're going to have a little fun here. We both have a lot of fun. A lot of fun. We both have five places on our list, and we're going to go back and forth and share each one and why this destination is on our individual dream trip list. So I'm pretty excited because, yeah, I love talking about some of these places. So I, I'm going to go first, if you don't Ladies mind. First, I don't <laughs> mind at all. And that is New Zealand. And here's why. This has been on my dream trip list forever. Ever since I think it was like maybe first or second grade, I had to do like a report or people were talking about, so I think it was a report. And here's how I discovered New Zealand and why I like it. Oh, this is going to be good. So I loved the movie Xanadu. And I'm very well aware of Olivia Newton-John. She's from Australia. All your sisters know that. (laughs) And I just, I like the way they talk over in that part of the world. So that was one of the reasons I wanted to go to New Zealand because, you know, people, Australia was a little more mainstream. And I was like, but New Zealand's kind of off to the side. It's a little smaller. Oh yeah, you're definitely off the beaten track. And so I was just (laughs) like, okay. And so I think it looks so pretty. The, you know, the landscape there just looks so amazing. And growing up, like all my friends in school and stuff, they'd all talk about, oh, I want to go to Europe. That was like the big thing. And I wanted to do something that was a little bit of the opposite. So that's why New Zealand got on my dream trip list many, many years ago. And I'm so excited that it is actually going to become a reality next year. We're almost a year out. Yes, December of 2021. We are going to be spending Christmas and New Year's in New Zealand, down under. Yay! Uh, it's a 12-night Adventures by Disney trip, and I suspect that if, when we plan far enough ahead, we'll probably add some days either before or after. Probably I after. I think so. I love it. So yes, New Zealand, top of my list. And I'm, I'm very happy to already have a trip on the books for that one. Uh, first up for me is an African safari. To see the big five African animals in their own environment, I know is and will be a life-changing experience. One of our friends is actress Shannon Elizabeth from American Pie fame, and you can check her out on social media. She now lives in South Africa full-time as an animal activist. Her only mission is to save the rhino. I mean, talk about inspiring. Now, I will say, I would like to do it in luxury, like, you know, Adventures by Disney. I don't want to be out in a, you know, in a tent. I don't care if it's got a blow up mattress or something a, a you know a tent by the fire no i'm talking about still a luxury yeah, resort no. <laughs> with some nice jeeps I, I would probably sacrifice air conditioning because you want to have that kind of the open air feeling i and think they do all of them with open air i don't know though i haven't done a lot do. of research on like, the no, grab, african gra- safaris grab the range rover and turn the ac up for me <laughs> but there are some really cool places to stay that are 
all built around you doing some African safari. So, but yeah, that one's going to be, I think, a really, that's a great one to have on a bucket list. And that can be intimidating, which is why, because you're not just going to go, you know, pick up the phone and call an airline and call a tour company. (laughs) This is what I want to do. I mean, you could. With Adventures by Disney, everything is curated for you. You don't have to worry about all those because they take care of all the details. So that's why I want to do an African safari with Adventures by Disney. Yeah, we're just hooked on them. That's the bottom line. We call them ABD for (laughs) short. Okay, second on my list is a trip to Antarctica. And this would be more of an expedition adventure. And this is on my list because I think this is something that is so exclusive and very different. And a lot of people don't do it. This is why I put this on my list. Now, there is a new cruise line that is debuting next year called Atlas Ocean Voyages. And I think this would be a fun one to try with one of their new ships. And this is also a must do if your goal is to visit all seven continents. Yeah, and they don't let a lot of people down there. And so you need to plan this in advance. Like if we were going to plan this trip, this would be something probably for 2022, 2023. I don't know. Yeah, these bigger trips, again, most of these trips on on the dream trip list are something you're going to plan well, well more than a year out. Interesting story about Antarctica. We have a friend of ours who was the general manager of our TV station. We were doing our show Mm -hmm. all aboard TV. And he he ran the local um, CW network. He ran that station. He also happened to be one of our neighbors. And we were, you know, not the same building, but, you know, he lived down the street. And we would see him jogging. And I'm telling you, watching this guy run was a work of art. You could tell he just had a, a professionalism, even though he wasn't. His goal was, or is, because I don't think he did the last one yet. He hasn't done the last hasn't one done, yet. Okay, so his goal it was was <laughs> to run a marathon on every continent before he turned 60. And the toughest one was the one in Antarctica because so few people can go there. You have to book it many years out. And he wasn't able to get it. I think he was planning on doing it this year, which of course didn't happen. Yeah. So that's his 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 dream trip list is to run a marathon on all seven continents. And I got to tell you, with so few people on Antarctica, I really don't know why it's a continent. I think six continents is plenty. <laughs> because it's extra, it's a big a, piece of land. It's a big ball of ice. <laughs> they don't do it based on the population on there. That's not how you I'm define a saying, continent. Okay. It's it's land. It's land. Next up on my list is Great Britain and the UK. And it's funny you say growing up, a lot of your friends were talking about going to Europe. I never talked about going to Europe until you and I started dating and got married. The one place I did want to go was Ireland. So my great-grandparents immigrated here from Ireland, and it was a place that both my grandma and mom always wanted to go, but sadly, it never happened. And I feel like I owe it to them to experience it on their behalf. I mean, one of our favorite holidays was St. Patrick's Day. You know, you're raised Irish Catholic, you're going to have some green beer once you're of age. And there was always some kind of festival going on at the church that I didn't go to school there, but I played soccer for them. And we were always, you know, really big on the Irish tradition. Uh, yeah, sadly, my mom and grandma never got to make it. So I think that's um, that's like an obligatory trip that I need to do. Um, I'd love to take the rest of the family, that side of the family. It's like, hey, let's all go to Ireland. Yeah, that and, would be and fun. retrace our steps from, you know, my, my grandpa, his, his family, their name is Dempsey, very Irish. And so uh, I think I think a lot of times people do base some of their dream trips on their heritage. Absolutely. Whether it's Italian or German or, you know, French or Spanish or Asian or, you know, South American. I think people want to go back to where their family's originally from. And a lot of people in the U.S. have roots in Ireland or in the Great Britain, UK. I mean, some people that do those Ancestry.com, they discover what percentage they are. And that's a, that's a great trip to put on just to get your heritage. You know, I really feel for... Um, the people that are in Ireland right now, because they're on lockdown. 
and their bars are shut down. That's got to be so hard for the Irish people, or is it Scotland? One of the one of them. They have everything's like totally. Well, shut you know down. our friend Gemma over in the UK. They're they're going on lockdown now. I know. And talking about the pubs, I mean that's I know it's so crazy. So do you know where the word pub comes from? And it's something we used, you know, even when we were breaking away, you know, with the Revolutionary War. Pub is just short for public house. Okay, there I learned you go. that in a Nat Geo documentary, <laughs> or maybe it was Smithsonian. I don't remember. <laughs> so next up on mine is the Southeast Asia area. And there is one reason, I mean, there's some great history and some cool things to see, but the number one reason on my list to go here is for the food. I want to try all the crazy, awesome stuff over there. And it's neat that you picked a, a region, not even a country, because you don't, you know, maybe we visit multiple countries. Yeah, absolutely. A really good way to do that is when cruises reopen. I'd, I'd love to go to Thailand. I'd like to I'd like to go to Singapore. Yeah, lots it's of places, whole, Cambodia, Laos, even yeah. South Korea. South I mean, Korea, yeah. yeah, that whole area. I'm, I want to go and I want to try a lot of crazy, awesome food. I did have someplace on my list until I learned more about it. And uh, it's definitely off my list. And that's North Korea. Okay. I'm glad that's off your I list. it's really hard to travel there. <laughs> yes, it so is. So I'm, I'm just going to take it off the list. Okay. Next up for me is the Middle East. And this is funny because you just chose a region as I just did. The Middle East, I'm not even sure where yet. I think your mind immediately goes to like Egypt and the pyramids. But I have a friend who is from Jordan. And even though he lives here in Florida, he's actually the GM of where we buy our cars. He is very well connected in Jordan. He goes, if you even think about going to Jordan, you better be calling me. So yeah, our friend Nasser is from there. And to see like Petra is in like every really cool movie, like Indiana Jones movies. So I think Jordan to me would be very interesting. I know. For some reason, the Middle East seems a little intimidating to me. And I don't know if it's just because I equate it with like all the terrorists and the wars and all that kind of stuff that are going over. I don't know if I want to go to the Middle East. Well, I'm a little we, nervous about that we one. We may have to put that a little farther down the list. Okay. And hopefully things will, will get better. I'd like to go to Israel too, just to see it. We have a lot of friends from there that are, they say it's just beautiful. And a complete opposite on my list next is Bora Bora. And I want to do one of those overwater bungalows that you see, just a romantic week getaway. I want a butler uh, and a chef. Yes, a butler, a chef. I want to wake up, go look at that crystal clear water right outside my bungalow, jump in, get back up, and just be really lazy for a week. And I'll say a place that my, on my list that's not too far from there is French Polynesia. It's all the same. It's all like Tahiti. I, I want to go to Tahiti. Bora Bora is in French Polynesia. But I kind of get what you're saying, though, because well, it's funny because we wrote you could down. island hop. I said French Polynesia, and you picked Bora Bora. And I did. I was just like, so those kind of I would say those kind of go together. Well, they do, 100%. But you're right. Maybe what we'll do is we'll pop over at Bora Bora and then hit multiple places in the French Polynesia We'll just call it area. the South Pacific. Okay. I like that. Not the musical, but we'll take a trip. I like the musical. The musical was good. And you're going to stay over in that kind of area of the world on your next one. I know. And that is, this is the last one on my list of five, and that is Japan. And one of the reasons I want to go over there, again, is for the food. I love like Oriental Asian food, um, sushi. (sighs) That's actually not what you told me the other day. You told me you wanted to go there because you will be the tallest woman in Japan. No, no, no. That is not why. That is not why. Because <laughs> you're 5'8 you're and you wear heels. <laughs> but one of the reasons, though, is I do want to go and experience the Disney parks that yes, are in I Japan. And that, you know, over in Tokyo, they have some of the most incredible Disney parks. They have crazy different merchandise. And anyone I know who has gone to Tokyo Disneyland or Disney Sea has just come back and said, wow. That is something that is extra, extra special. So, so you brought yeah. up something that is a complete dream trip list on its own, and that is visiting all the Disney parks in the world. Yeah, that is. For the Disney fan, that is 
the Super Bowl, the World Series, the Masters, and Wimbledon all rolled into one. If you, now, if you, the key is, and this would be the ultimate, ultimate Disney trip of any Disney trip in the history of Disney. Like I use Disney a lot in that sense. <laughs> and that would be traveling to all of the Disney parks on the same trip. Yeah. And you and I have talked about that before. And we were like, when we were doing our TV show, we we're like, man, if we could get a bunch of sponsors, that would be a really cool trip. To hey, when, just the park, go when the park's around. open, if someone yeah. wants to sponsor us, oh, I yeah, will. I'm we'll, in. We will wear your company logo the entire time. <laughs> and we'll document it and we'll get a tattoo yeah. of your company logo. No, we won't go that far. Okay, we won't do that. Yeah, no. back, back up, back up. <laughs> and now for something completely different. The last on my list, and we we kind of capped this at five, but there's my because we could go on and on. Oh, forever. We, we could. We, <laughs> we could do a you know dream trip list part two because <laughs> really when it comes to this is a dream trip list. It's it should evolve. You know, once you go someplace, replace it with someplace else. So maybe you have five or 10 places on your list. You could have three places and start planning trip number one. And once you get that in the book, you know, replace it with another trip. But I think you'll find that if you travel like that, you'll have a much better appreciation of the world. My favorite travel saying is, I haven't been everywhere, but it's on my list. That's a good saying. My, my I dream like that. trip list. So this, this last one is Greece. And part of it is the ancient history. They do have fantastic food. And we have one of the biggest. Greek populations in the U.S. right up the road from us. That's up in Tarpon Springs, Florida, the famous Tarpon Springs yep. sponge docks. They're like on a whole bunch of the travel channel, stuff like that. So we were supposed to go there this year, this past month. Not to month. Tarpon Springs, but to oh, Greece. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can drive to Tarpon Springs. We were supposed to go to Greece. We were supposed to start in Athens uh, at the beginning of October on a cruise. And of course, we missed that, of course. But we've only been to Greece once, and it was a short port stop. A day trip, if you will. And it's when we were cruising with Star Clippers, which is a beautiful five-masted sailing ship called Royal Clipper. It was the island of Corfu, and it was gorgeous. I mean, especially just fo- from what you can see in kind of where the port was, and then looking all the way across the bay and up the mountain where we ended up having lunch, where we could, we were oh, so far away, so we could barely even see a five-masted ship from that far. And now we want to explore the rest of Greece. Yeah, we want to go island hopping for sure. Speaking of cruises, it's definitely the best way to explore different locations to make sure you like it. So you can add those destinations to your dream trip list. The last thing you want to do is, let's say, plan a week in Spain to find out you really don't like it there. I know you will, but that's just an example. And that's the same for any destination. On a cruise, whenever they actually start again, you can visit multiple cities and multiple countries all in the same trip and from the safety and comfort of your floating hotel. I think of it as kind of like getting appetizers, and then you can go back for a full meal. And that's actually what made us fall in love with Italy. And our honeymoon cruise in 2009 was a 12-night round trip from Rome. And we got to go to a couple places outside of Italy. And one of our favorite stops, which is very popular with the travelers, and it wasn't so much at the time, I think it was just starting to get popular. And that was Dubrovnik, Croatia. But of course, now everybody knows about it because it was part of Game of Thrones. And there have been a few other production companies that have filmed in that country since our honeymoon. The funny thing is that people that were travelers back then in the know, because we were in the in the business back then, but you know, back in 09, we were like part-time travel agents. And all the people, oh my gosh, you're going to love Dubrovnik. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it sounds yeah, cool. I but, I, it, but once you get there, and, and now that's different now because so many places have filmed there, but we went there on Carnival. And the biggest difference is, is if you're going in on a big ship or a small ship, because the big ships cannot dock by the old town. They can't anchor there and they, there's no big you know, port there for the larger ships. They have to dock, you know, miles away and get bussed in. 
and then you get dropped off in the city center. When we were there with Star Clippers, we got to anchor, you know, a couple hundred yards offshore. We could, from the ship, we were looking at the walled city, and then they just took us in a tender and dropped us off at the back of the walled city. Even on the reverse, when it was nighttime, seeing our ship, you know, five-masted sailing ship, all lit up, it was just gorgeous. But the old walled city itself, one of my favorite things was going to the same bar we went to on our honeymoon. Yeah, no, that was really fun. And it definitely was a different experience than when we went on one of the big carnival ships, getting there and then getting back to the ship versus we could just literally go back and forth all day long, which we did a couple of times We did yeah. when we were in that smaller ship. So yeah, yeah. So we digress. Put Croatia yes. on your list. I know we're, we're, <laughs> we're going off on a tangent here because we love Croatia. But if you really want to get into planning out your dream trips list, and those trips in general, start by watching maybe some, you know, you make your list and then start watching movies or TV shows that include that destination. You, of course, you can read books about it. You can take pictures from magazines and put them up on your wall to remind you about this cool place that you want to go. And one of the best places to put your dream travel trip destinations list is on your refrigerator. We, we have a dry erase vacation board where we always have our next trip up on there. And it's got a a trip countdown, how many days till the next trip, uh, what are the dates, where are we going, and what do we want to do while we're there? I can tell you our current trip, since since this week's Disney trip was more of a business trip. It is a business trip. It is a definitely not vacation. (laughs) It's definitely a business trip. Our next vacation trip we have up there is Club Med Cancun. And so that's what's on our vacation board. So every time we go, you know, to grab, you know, something out of the refrigerator, that board is right there on that specific door. And so it's a constant reminder Oh, yeah, we have a vacation coming up. I know, because usually what you put up and you constantly see in front of you is what you're going to focus on. Once you have your list, then the next step is to start with one of those destinations and plan your trip. Now, the ones that we had on ours are all, you know, very international trips. There are a lot of bucket list places or dream list places in your own backyard. Like my best friend, Tiff, she has a goal to visit every national park in the U.S., that's a lot of parks. She's up to number 48. And she said she'll hit number 50 by next year. But she does, she plans her trips based on going to these national parks. And that is her bucket list. I have no idea how many national parks there are. I know there are more than 50. There are more that's, than 50. That's a lot. Yeah. It's pretty cool. She has a wall and she took a picture from every single one of the parks that she personally took. And she has them on this big wall in her house and they're all just completely lined up. It's really kind of cool. She did a great job. And that makes complete sense. Whatever destinations that you're interested in seeing, make your list, do the research, and start making plans. Get that trip on the books. I can tell you that the few days we were, you know, thinking about and you know preparing to put our deposit down on the New Zealand trips, like, okay, this is gonna be fun. But as soon as you make that deposit, it's like we're going. Yep. It's and like that, we're going. And that was it's a completely different mindset. And I could tell just from okay, it's in the books, here's our reservation. Getting a reservation number strangely enough, is exciting. I know, it is exciting. And then once you have that booked, then you can start doing some fun research. And one of my favorite things to do is to go onto Instagram, because you know, that's all photos and videos and stuff, and search hashtags or even locations of the places that you want to visit. And then you can get ideas from people who have recently traveled there or people who live there. And it's a good way to get some of those maybe dining options, like maybe somebody posts a great Instagram picture from this just like really locals um, restaurant or something. So that's kind of a fun way to do some research is to use Instagram as a research tool. Yeah, it's really like vacation gram. It's all pictures. And obviously, Instagram's putting a lot of emphasis on videos with the new Reels feature and IGTV and you know, Instagram. 
Instagram loves video right now, so keep that in mind. So it's also very important to keep notes about the places you see, either in a notebook, if you want to have a, you know, if you're old school like me and have a written notebook, or even I've migrated, I take notes on my phone as well. Yeah, so whenever you see something, one of the things you could do, so let's say you're on Instagram and you see a little hotel or boutique place or a little tour that looks really fun, screenshot it and then create an album on your phone and take that screenshot and put it into whatever that destination album is so that when you are getting closer to your trip, like we need to start doing, well, New Zealand's pretty much all planned out, but for some of these other yeah, destinations, by Disney. Yeah, then what we want to do is kind of start doing that once we run across something that looks of interest. So that's just a little kind of a fun way that you can kind of take some visual notes, so to speak. And that is your homework this week. We hope you do take some time and create your dream trip list. And once you do that, please share it with us. You're probably going to pick some destinations that we never even thought of, and we may add them to our list. I know, right? That will be really fun. So head on over to our Instagram and share with us what is on your dream trip list. And if we can help you plan a vacation to your destination, please reach out to us or to your Creating Magic Vacations travel agent. Make sure you tune in next week to episode number 59, or if you're listening to this a few weeks after we recorded this, make sure you did listen to episode number 59. We're going to talk about a very unique type of a vacation that is new to 2020, if you can believe that. It's a new phrase we had never heard before, and that is called a schoolcation. AKA, how to do remote learning from anywhere in the world. It's kind of like a combo of school and vacation. Is that where they came up with schoolcation? I think so. That's very clever. The world is a book, and those who do not travel read only a page. Get that book open. Start turning the pages. And we hope you never stop exploring. 